You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad and we've been chatting to a variety of people over the last two weeks particularly about how it is necessary to move what are real face-to-face human contact events and festivals to move them to a virtual world. And uh, we connected with Will Fitzgerald at the Galway Film Flat and uh, talked to him about how they transitioned and I got the opportunity to watch a number of movies and even see some uh, local talent make cameo appearances in that. But uh, when we talk about local talent, we have a film festival in Ottawa also, which this year had to be postponed. And Patrick Murray is the person behind that. Patrick has decided to come into studio and have a chat with me. Patrick, thanks a million for coming along. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Austin. Um, Galway Film Fly, I mentioned it, and I got the opportunity to watch a number of movies. I know you did also, and you were doing it as research for whenever you're able to put stuff on the screen, or if you go virtual, when you're able to put it over the um, bandwidth. That's right. So, can, where are you at, or how, where's your head at in re- relation to all this at the moment? It's, um, it's very difficult, because uh, you, you can't plan for what, what's gonna, the future's going to hold. We initially had hoped to be... Uh, to postpone to September and then realized that was too soon, especially as they're even talking about a second wave. So we're hoping for April, but uh, at the very least, um, if if we can't do it in April in person, we'll seriously look at a virtual option, especially as more festivals like Galway has done it. We're lucky that we've had these, these major festivals as trailblazers because I believe TIFF will do it, Sundance will do it, um, and we can learn from them as well as what uh, techno- uh, software they used and which companies they used to put this online. But it seems to be coming more and more the norm. So I am heartened by the possibility that uh, even if we can't have people in person, which would be preferable because so, it's a big social gathering as well, that we could still put, still promote Irish film through a virtual um, uh, means. In my discussions with Hot Docs, uh, they were telling me, of course, that one of the advantages it gave them was it allowed them to extend their demographic reach to the provincial boundaries because their digital licensing covered Ontario. Um, and when I was talking to them in Galway, of course, their digital licensing covered Ireland, but was it, they were able to facilitate uh, trade and media to come in from outside. So you were able to get into Galway on that basis. But certainly the technology seems to be very sophisticated. It is. I found it, uh, my experience with the festival uh, for myself uh, was, was seamless. Um, it was as if I was there except in my own living room. <laughs> and, uh, and I was quite impressed. I mean, if you watch them exactly when they started, um, uh, Irish time, you even got a Q&A live afterwards. Which was, and I believe all of them, at least all the films I saw, had Q and A's afterwards. So I thought that was really fantastic. And I, I imagine actually they probably got more directors and actors participating than they would have if they had to get them to Galway. I attended Collision virtually in Toronto a week or two ago as well, and they had a very interesting concept which they called Mingle. And Mingle was like speed dating, that you um, signed up. And you said, I'm available. And next thing, somebody appeared on your screen and you had five minutes. And they got to tell themselves about you when you got to tell yourself 
time about you. But and then you could see the clock ticking down. But so when it when it came to an industry event, yeah. from the point of view of people interacting, it was fascinating. Yes. So 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 this was kind of like a like a pitch meeting or something. Or it was like it was like a speed dating, but because yeah. collision is technology. Uh, where normally you would attend or go to a, a cocktail reception or you'd go That's somewhere right. and hope to talk to people. You were actually getting a one-to-one with five minutes with, and you didn't know who was coming. Um, and it was based on the interest that you had identified that you were... so. Um, and, and it was brutal too, right? The chop came right at five minutes. That's it. Yeah. Like, That's exactly... <laughs> Was. But, and I don't know if that would be something that could work in this environment. I'm probably sure it would at some of the festivals for industry and for trade. But uh, it just shows, again, the power of the technology, even though we are uh, having to make modifications. The other thing about the technology, as I see it, is movies, more than anything, are something that have the ability to continue to be very relevant. Yes. I agree, and, and and especially as uh, they continue to be relevant. In that, uh, I think we have this desire to uh, uh, we have this desire to commune and, and watch them together, even if it's online. I think that's part of the, the thing. You have that feeling. I I couldn't escape the feeling of sitting there in my couch in Ottawa, thinking I'm watching this with untold hundreds of Irish people in Ireland and that was kind of exciting to think about that but they're also relevant because um, these films very quickly I find even even though it can take a while to make a film I find the film industry responds pretty quickly to what's going on in the world around it so at the same time we're constantly being I think we like to watch it because we're seeing ourselves and, and our current reality reflected back to us yeah, and, and this was one of the questions I was actually putting to Will Fitzgerald at Galway because anything that hits the screen has been in the pipeline. And in yeah. order to get to the screen, the pipeline may have started 12 to 18 months previously. Right. And we're now going through a period literally where we're in a desert for six months. So will that have a potential impact in a year's time? And... Uh, well, he said that at the moment there's a lot of product that is in production because the filming had happened. That uh, all it will mean is that there's going to, they'll be drawing on a different pool, or they may have to go to a different place and look at stuff they wouldn't have looked at before. Yes, I think I think uh, films that may have been overlooked in the past will be looked at now. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be probably a short period, um, like you said, because there was stuff already in the pipeline, as Will said and things were put on hold. So there might be a three or four month period where it just seems like there's not a lot out there. But for a film festival that's annual like ours, it, we may not notice it at all because actually if anything, what might happen is, especially as now uh, film productions are ramping up again, is you're just gonna have this, this explosion of content. But uh, at the same time, that, that's been waiting to, to, be agree, uh, to get back into production status. Um, but at the same time, I think when when they're that in between part, that purgatory, like you said, there'll be these little films that may have got lost uh, on a regular production schedule that somehow squeaked through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if two or three years from now we'll be talking about films that made impacts, major impact, where the people making it would, would 
may talk about how if COVID didn't happen, it, it may have got lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the Irish Film Festival here in Ottawa, uh, that is uh, in hiatus. That would be the correct term, wouldn't it? <laughs> Okay, so yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> so 2021, yes. Yeah. So you've had the opportunity to watch uh, some of, a lot of the offerings in Galway. Have you had the opportunity to attend other virtual festivals yet, or will this give you an opportunity to attend more than you would have had had COVID not happened? I think this will give me an opportunity to attend more. This is the first festival I attended that was virtual. Um, as you know, I believe you know, I, I go to Sundance every year. Mm-hmm. So I anticipate that this will be. Uh, I've gone eight years in a row, and I anticipate this. I'll be getting a year off this year, uh, but it'll probably be virtual. So I'll look forward to watching that. I'm I'm looking forward to TIFF being virtual as well. I was hoping to go to TIFF because usually uh, Ireland sends four or five films there, mm-hmm. and we usually screen a few of them. Um, and so I was hoping to go to TIFF this year, but uh, just to see those films and network with the Irish uh, film industry. But it looks like that's all probably going to happen. Well, that is going to happen all online. Right. And were, are there any other festivals that you may be able to attend virtually this year that you normally wouldn't have been able to attend at all? Oh, um, I think the Berlin Festival is coming up this fall. Right. Uh, and that's the only ones that come to mind. I would uh, Tribeca would be one, but they would have been uh, last Two months ago in April, right? Right, like, right. Right, two months ago. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Tribeca would be the other one. But for Irish content, generally speaking, Galway, TIFF, and uh, Sundance are the big ones for me. Right, right. Patrick, can you see after, and I hate to say we get back to normal, because norm, there's, it's going to be a new normal. That's I just the reality. Do you see in the new normal where the potential is that we would be running in parallel? In other words, that be it a lot of literary festivals, whether it be theatre, cinema, uh, poetry festivals, all those kind of things. Not so much music, but, but certainly other aspects of the art may run in parallel and have real and virtual. I Actually, I think that's a very real possibility. I understand, and I think it's probably something that we've been able to do for years now, but uh, but I understand why there was a, probably a reluctance. Even now, there's probably, I'm sure there's a reluctance. Uh, the Galway Film Flaw probably happened with quite a few distributors and rights holders um, uh, sweating, you know, because there's a concern that once things go online, they're going to get taken, and then they're going to be copied, and, you know, they're going to wind up in the in the black market or mm-hmm. out there. Um so that's the biggest concern, and I think that's probably what's always held us back. And, of course, there's just the also traditional thought that uh, if it's available online, will people come to the theater? But the truth of the matter is, is I think that um, the demographics, people have always been a mixed bag, you know. And uh, if I, I would personally would love to try it and, in the sense of having it run parallel. Mm-hmm. Because for those that, that do want, who enjoy uh, being out in the theater, who enjoy the social aspect, having a few drinks afterwards, enjoying some live music as well, as happens at our festival, uh, they can do that. And then those who maybe they live uh, in the Ottawa Valley, they're 45, 50 minutes out, or they just don't really enjoy being in a crowded theater, they, they can watch it from home. And I'm sure there's probably a compromise where you only sell, you know, say, 60, 100 emissions or something like that. Uh, in a geographic area. Um, 
and then and then the rest are all in person. Yeah, and I know uh, what Will Fitzgerald and Galway told me was that they were sticking to the same number of admissions that yeah. had it been a live event. So that this was some of the reassurance that they were able to provide the distributors, and that consequently they were charging again what would have been nearly the normal charge, the normal admission. So had they normally um, had 200 tickets, they stuck to 200 tickets. Yeah, and you would think that at first that would be counterintuitive that you, that, the, that they would want to sell as many tickets as possible. But I think part of the key is, like you said, is because they were selling 200 tickets. Uh, the distributors were charging screening fees accordingly. Mm-hmm. Wide open to as many as it could, like um, it may even become untenable for the Galway Film Flaw too, because then the distributors might charge more, uh, a lot more, and then there's no guarantee you're going to recoup that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was also talking to Gary Hines of the Druid Theatre in Galway, mm-hmm. and it meant that they were, she was able to say that while the Druid Theatre can only accommodate a hundred patrons, because they were now going online with a reading, that they were able to actually do better in that sense yeah. that a uh, live theatre doesn't have the same feel as as cinema in that environment but it meant that we're able to extend a little bit or increase their, their footprint and I agree with that like when it comes to live theatre I mean uh, like for example being here in Ottawa I re- I've always enjoyed a play at the Abbey Theatre when I've been in Dublin so if I had the opportunity to pay $10 to watch a live screening of a, of a play in, having it, happening in Dublin at the same time, I would take it. But if I was in Ireland, I don't know if I'd ever do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I'd rather just do the drive and, and enjoy it in person. Agreed. So um, based on what you did see in Galway, have you any ideas going around in your head of suitable um, films that you might be seeing that we may ultimately see here in Ottawa? Yes. Um, well, uh, there's definitely some interesting documentaries. Uh, the features, though, it seemed to be there was a, a, quite a slate of um, slow-burning character dramas. So it's kind of you wouldn't want to have like on a festival of all of those. Mm-hmm. Ones that really stood out for me, I thought I really liked Iraqed, if I pronounced that correctly. Um, uh, it's Iraqed. Iraqed. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, which is the famine drama. Yeah. Actually, I really liked that one. I thought it was, uh, I don't, did you see it? No, uh, I didn't. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to see that one. It was so well done and uh, really interesting film. And, and it was one of those films that just as it went on, it got better as far as I was concerned. Right. I, got more into it. Um, I really liked, uh, uh, was it uh, The Redemption of a Rogue? Yeah, right. It, I thought that was, I agreed with uh, Will's introduction that it was, probably the most typically Irish film because the, the, the synopsis was such that you probably would want to run in the other direction. Uh-huh. You know, a nihilist that carries around a black bag with a rope to hang himself. And uh, But the fact of the matter is, out of all the films, that was the one I laughed at the most. Right. <laughs> Very dark humor. And it's actually, the more I think about it, the more I like it. You know, I, So I definitely want to see that again, even just to hope that with the rest of the programming staff to see, see what they think of it. And I know two of our other programmers were there, too, so uh, I'll be interested to talk to them with their thoughts. Um, I also liked uh, Tomorrow is Saturday, which is about a collage artist who's dealing with his trauma from... Uh, it was interesting because he had to unclutter his life because he, he kind of hoarded his... Uh, he was a bit of a hoarder, and uh, he couldn't work because of it. And uh, while uncluttering, he was also unpacking his life that included severe trauma from growing up in the Troubles. I thought that was fascinating. The Winter Lake was a great little uh, uh, 
crime kind of family mystery drama. I also liked uh, Ro- Rosie uh, uh, plays Julie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, those are the films that really stuck out for me. Uh, and if, for the, do- the documentaries, The Eighth was a very powerful documentary mm-hmm. about uh, uh, repealing the Eighth mm-hmm. uh, Amendment, uh, the abortion law. And uh, as well as uh, the Tribe of Gods, which we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Tory Island, the Rights of Islanders, and the Last King of Ireland. That was fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, these are the kind of films that I'll be talking to uh, our committee about, and, uh, and and the distributors, and uh, and seeing about possibility of considering them, as well as some that didn't get played this year. That may, you know, um, I, I still like to think Extraordinary would still play well next year. But bump along the way, uh, Last Right. So the biggest problem is there aren't enough days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, and I was just thinking as you said that between just the content that I saw uh, last week at the Galway Film Flock, and as well as the films we didn't show this year, and, and even a, a really great film I saw at Sundance called Herself. I mean, we could probably play weeks worth of films easily—a ten-day festival. Right. That would be more than we could do, but or maybe yeah, what, what, lots to choose from. Or maybe you have to go for a summer and a winter festival, or a fall and a spring. That's a good point. I mean, we did start to, as you know, uh, last year we started to experiment with uh, single screenings, mm-hmm. and uh, and once this uh, once we get to the new normal, I, we would like to continue with that. Right. That will help too as well. So stuff that don't make the festival doesn't make the festival weekend. Um, we could spread out to other dates. It also gives us a little more flexibility. For example, the Peacemaker allowed us to uh, to bring in uh, a couple of excellent guests that would have been hard to bring together for uh, a single weekend. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, switching gears slightly, um, how have you been doing in this what? in this lockdown? <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I can't complain. Uh, as uh, working for the, the government, I work from home, so keeps me busy. Um, and I'm also fortunate living in a city like Ottawa. I have all these bike paths and uh, and uh, and these rivers and canals for my kayaks. So um, so I've lots of opportunity even to get out and get lots of sunshine and um, and not feel so isolated. Right, right. Without endangering anybody or being or endangering myself. Indeed. And how are you doing, Austin? I am blessed. I am blessed. I have a routine. Um, and as part of my routine, I uh, am very conscious that you need to have a routine to take care of your mental health. Yes. And, um, and I'm blessed that my routine allows me to connect and talk to people the way we're chatting now. And, and uh, that is part of uh, how I look on, on this whole thing that uh, I'm blessed as well. I'm retired, so I, I, don't, I have to adapt in a different way. Uh, but yeah. uh, I do believe that we all have to kind of take stock in how we approach every day, how we approach our lives, and recognize that we have to take care of what's between our ears, uh, very much so. And if we take care of our, our mental health, things will probably be okay. Yeah, I agree, and, and actually that, that seemed to be a recurring theme through the films, both documentary and feature, at the Irish, at the Galway Film Flaw, was mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, between, and between it and, and literature, like there's a, um, a guy I'm due to talk to shortly, um, Rory McKiernan, he wrote a book, Hitching for Hope, and he went, he went uh, hitchhiking around Ireland looking oh. for hope. 
and talking to people about hope. What a great idea. Did he find it? He did actually, amazing places. He found it out in Inish Boffin with Damien Dempsey and he found it in, well he didn't find Damien Dempsey, that's one of the stories, but he did. Yeah, I've been to Inish Boffin. great place. Yes, it is, it is indeed. We should wrap up Patrick, it's been great having a chat, catching up. So Patrick, thanks a million for taking the time, it's been great chatting and again, as I say, we'll catch up when we have a bit more to talk about. Absolutely, thanks so much Austin, take care of yourself.